Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Logan, some people are calling this Baldur's Gate Free Gate. There is some controversy swirling around the FGL Championship and the Grand Prix, and it's all linked to Baldur's Gate Free. The debacle. Yes, yes so, that group's been quiet, and then it all kicked off, didn't it? It did, certainly. So I'll give a little bit of a background. We've got Baldur's Gate Free on Adkins' Grand Prix team. We've got Baldur's Gate Free on Parky's championship team now when they when adkins picked that because that's that's how it ended up on parky's team Baldur's gate free already had an open critic page with a score on it because it had gone into early access about two or three years ago and people had reviewed it and open critic picked them up and put them into their page so clearly at the time he didn't check that yeah. He'd just seen it was coming out in 2023 and gone, well, I'll pick that. He hadn't done the due diligence that's normally required. Had yeah. that maintained as a as a thing, you know, and we're sitting here now as the game's out for the public consumption, then that pick would have been invalidated because, as, as everyone knows, you cannot pick a game that's already got a score for obvious reasons because you know what the score is. It's like it defeats the whole purpose of picking a, a video game. What Open Critic did though is about six weeks ago because I just I was checking in on it just occasionally because I thought maybe they'll add a new page and rename this one Early Access, which has happened before. In which case, it's in the clear because mm. it's a brand new setting from from ground zero. But what they did was something I'd not seen before. They scrubbed the original page clean of all the reviews and reset it as though they never existed, which in turn made the pick valid again. Now he's trying to pass this off as some sort of genius you know thing that he's done but i'm almost certain he was trying to transfer it out and he forgot and then thought oh bollocks i've got to make sure i've got rid of that by the end of the year but um this could impact you i mean this is a this looks like it's tracking at the moment there's no reviews there are reviews out and we'll i will get into Mm. that shortly because it's a bit of a an odd way in which they've done it but this could end up being in my opinion one of the probably i reckon it's gonna be the second best scoring game of the year that's yeah. my that's my prediction out yeah. there, which could directly influence your game against Parkey because that's one of his games that is in there. And obviously, for Adkins in the Grand Prix, who's already got a, a stunning average, but only has two games out, it's going to give mm. him another leg up. Now, I did say there could be a formal protest lodged by other competitors. I've yet to receive that. Yeah. Are, are we going to get a verbal one now? Or <laughs> are you saying this is all fair game? My well, only dispute just... is that it's, he was claiming it was some sort of genius idea because we basically yes. laughed it out of the room when he first did it because it weren't a valid There's pick. There's no precedent. No, there well, wasn't. Yeah, it, there was no precedent for them doing that. Like, oh, it's they're not trying like to cover the... their asses now. Yeah, it's not... Well, I mean, that's what he'll say. No doubt he'll replay some of this fucking <laughs> clip to me as well, the bastards. No but, context clips from Edkins. Yeah, I know. But essentially, because I was like, I don't... It sort of come out of nowhere, and I was like, I knew Baldur's Gate Three was coming along, but I, in my head, I'd have, I'd just gone that like he scrubbed it out, and I assumed in my head both him and Parky had got rid of it, like right. uh, because why would you keep it? But it looks like both of them have 
either intentionally or unintentionally held on to it and it's lucked out. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd, like maybe Parky was going, well, I'll see what happens. And maybe Adkins was doing the same as well. And you think, you know, fair play. They're, they're banking on another page coming up. But there's no precedent for that happening. And obviously, Hall was outraged about what's happened to him as well, where mm. he's not benefited from that. So I find it interesting that they've done this for Baldur's Gate. Mm. Like it's it's not something they've done before. I actually mm. think they should distinguish um, early access or you know if it's beta, or alpha, whatever it is, and it, yeah. it does get a review. They should distinguish that from. But a some final brackets release. on the title: Baldur's Gate but Three yeah. Early Access. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you think just distinguish the two because they do that with Switch games. Some Switch ports mm. that are significantly different for obvious reasons from the PlayStation yeah. PC or the Xbox port, they actually put Switch or Switch edition in brackets. So that yes. gets a separate page, a separate score because typically it dumps the overall average because the quality of the ports not normally up to snuff. It's it's making huge yeah. compromises. I expect something like that to happen should Hogwarts Legacy finally get a Switch version. I would expect yeah, yeah. to see a Switch edition. But FIFA's normally a good example of that. Because mm. they stripped out a lot of the features. It was called like a legacy edition as well. Yeah. But I think that's the right thing to do. So I actually don't, you know, uh, I don't disagree. The thing that I I don't like about it is Adkins' smugness. Well, I never like the smugness. Um, Particularly from anyone, not on your to be team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, what I do think is, is that, I fundamentally think in in future years that if there is any indicative score available for a game, mm. it should be null and void. Because, so hear me out. So if a, if there's an early access score out, mm. right, and it's a 97, yeah. that gives you a, a a view into how the critics see the game. Now there is an argument that that can and would change, but yeah. I. I don't like the fact that you can you could view and get an insight. It feels like unsporting conduct more than anything in terms of a, it just doesn't feel right. Like there should be a blank slate. There should be no critical insight into how that game is going to do before you pick it. Now, this rule wasn't in place no. for this year. So it's difficult to apply that retrospectively. But I do think there should be a rule in future years that if there is a page where that game's in early access or mm. if there's any indicative score as to how that game might do when it comes to full release, it should be an insta-transfer. Like, if you pick that, it's a null and void game. Because uh, I, it, 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 I don't think it's right. I think you should be picking games that you've got no real critical insight into how they're going to do. It's an interesting point, and I hear you. My only question would be is, is a preview... So we see, we just, we see previews yeah. of games before they're out, sometimes a year before yeah. they're out, and you can read that and they'll say, this is shaping up to be the yeah. best game of the year. Would that... I know it's not a score necessarily, but a no. verbal kind of check in the box saying, this is going to be the bollocks, surely has to... No, no, no. Call- so that's, but that's research, right? But if there is a page... Uh, yeah. and, you know, we'd have to be very clear about this. If there is a page on there... And it is part of a beta, alpha, demo, and it is reviewed and scored. Like that, I think, is where you'd have to draw the line. Yeah. Like if there is an outlet where they do a write up about it and they say eight out of 10, 
but it doesn't mm. get uploaded onto OpenCritic as a meta score, and yeah. there's no page for it. It's fair game, right? But I think I I <clears throat> I don't like the fact that there was a page for this. There was an indicative score, albeit mm. I don't think it was very good. It's seventy-one. It's going to be like right. twenty points higher than that. So it wasn't even yeah. a good guide in this case. So yeah, I'm not saying that it, it it's led him to this point. Like, but what I do think is he's trying to plug he's, that hole in future. Drinking drugs has led him to this point, and he's lucked out. Even the even the yeah. degenerates get lucky sometimes. I've seen yeah. it. I've seen him win the lottery. Well, yeah. I mean, he has. He's, he's absolutely lucked out, and he's smug about it, and he should be too. Like, I yeah. think I would be smug about it. Like that but, bloke who won the lottery and then bought loads of like monster trucks <laughs> in his back garden or whatever he did, pissed it all away. In like five years. Who you want? Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's annoying because it, there was the, there was no precedent for this. No, like you just assume you just get bolted in or bundled in or whatever would happen. Yeah, and but for those that say you should have thought about this, I watch F one every week. There's mm-hmm. still scenarios that pop up that haven't happened before in that, and it's been running sixty years. So they still have instances with weather and crashes yeah. and certain things. And they're like, there is no precedent for this, so we're just going to have to go with what logically makes sense in the moment. And then the next year they come along and say, right, that because that happened, you can't do it anymore. That loophole's shut or that particular yeah. scenario, we do X rather than Y. It's what makes it interesting, though, yeah. actually, is that scenarios do crop up and there are unexpected things that happen that change the dynamic, which is why mm. I'm always like, yeah, things are looking good, but like, yeah. there's always a but in this game. Um, and I've been bloody on the receiving end of it so many times that... Yeah. I never rule it out. So, you know, what can you say? You've got to say, fair play, it's worked out. But it's definitely more luck than... I mean, say more luck than judgment. I think there was this, you know, clearly they were banking on the fact that it would get its own page because it it, it was expected to review well. I think oh, everyone yeah, acknowledged yeah. that. Yeah. Like, so you could argue that they banked on that and it's worked so as a strategy you can say there's an element of five percent element of strategy in it but it's not a in lot. terms of the years that we've been doing this and where there's a precedent there is literally no precedent for this and it's a completely unexpected um uh performance if you like from open creek considering yeah. the horse been lobbying for a new yeah he's page. been emailing them to try and get persona 4 golden uh added as a as a new version i think for pc yeah. i think it came out late earlier this year mm. And they didn't do it. And they have done it in the past other games. That's the thing with Open Critic. Yeah, there is no consistency. They're a little bit like they wake up on one side of the bed and do X. Mm. And the next day they're like, nah, I think we'll do this. So It's like they've got Dimp running it. And you've got me yeah. with my perspective on certain games. And you with your like perspective and everything. And we just whoever's got it at that moment in time does what they think is the right thing to do. Well, that's why you create Jira tickets. So there's consistency <laughs> across the working platform. So we won't get into that. Um so Baldur's Gate 3 at the moment is out. It came out on the 3rd, I think, 3rd of August. So the time people listen to this is a couple of days old or a little bit longer if you're in our public feed. I mean, we've got a handful of patrons, so there's literally very few people that will hear this early. And I bet they don't even listen to it until Monday. In fact, some of them, I know, don't even listen to it on the private feed. They wait for it to drop in the public feed and I think, well, what are you doing? But that's up to them. The game is said to be at least 100 hours long perhaps longer with all the side content, up to 200 hours I've seen quoted in various articles mm. and whatnot. This has been early access for two to three years, this game. They didn't give this this they didn't give the game in its full to the reviewers until Sunday the 30th 
So they gave them four to five days to get through this. That's why, as we record this, there are no um, reviews. There's no aggregate score on Open Creek. Now, some people have attached a score to it. I would tempt to be sceptical about how much they've played of that. Because how can you how can you do that? And I don't even know if there's 150... It's not 150 hours between Sunday and the day it came out. So I don't... I'd query those outlets that aren't... They'll put in scores on it saying it's done. They're dusted. Reviewing progress is fine. You just say, look, we're doing this. Yeah. This is our faults at the moment. Yeah. But the early ones that you're seeing, I'll be, I'll be looking at and saying maybe strike them off any sort of list of acceptable um, opinion because they're they're just trying to get in early. I would I would say to get the, the them clicks as what people do. Um, there's also a few things in that the people that were in the early access period had to delete. What well, was it was suggested by Larian who are the studio to delete their early access save. Don't carry it over because there might be issues with the full game. And I think that got a few backs up because it's a, you can play like 20 odd hours, the act one it was, and you'd have to flush all that and start again. Mm. Um, I'm sure most people probably thought about doing that, but again, that's just something that's there. I guess what I'm saying with all this is it's been early access for several years and they seem to have just somehow made a hash of the release date. And it's, we know it's not coming to Xbox until later because of the Xbox series S that was going to be a topic today, but I don't think we just lay behind that little, Series S, it's the exception rather than the rule, but it is it is throwing up scenarios where it's difficult for developers to get it out on time. The PlayStation version is another month away. Um, but yeah, I just thought we've got any thoughts on how a game can be sitting there ingested for two, three years in early access, access of all this data, all this stuff, and then when it's to, when it's sort of D-Day to release it, there's still an element of like, oh, I've just got to jam this out still. <laughs> and you kind of think, well, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah i mean first thought is we always like to give that um series s a bit of a kick in where possible yeah it's a fucking ludicrous drag i it's, think is what i'd call it what i'm starting to see now for the series s and like i said it's, i'm not gonna overreact because mm. it's just a very few number of instances but it's like you've sort of you sort of later in life you find this new woman to go out with yeah and you're like and that's a series x you're like cool what a stunner <laughs> yeah, what, an, what an absolute Stunner that is! What a salt. Anyway, got... I expected you to go with this. Well, you, you start seeing them for like a few weeks, and maybe a few months, yeah. or whatever, and you, you think this is this is great. Actually, this is excellent. This is exactly what I wanted. And then six to eight weeks later, you sort of go, you sort of go around there, and they go, "Oh, wanting to introduce you to the Xbox Series S. This is my <laughs> child from another relationship." And you're like, "What?" And then you have to deal with him all the time and it's cock blocking all the time and you think well this is not what I signed up for it's getting in the way of what we were doing up until now that's how I'm yeah. seeing this series S a little unwanted child in a in a late later life relationship getting in the way of activities I'm always torn with it right because I like the idea that there's a an option for certain gamers whoever that might be but it's just such a pain in the ass to have a a, a, a console that isn't as powerful. Like it, it, it's it's just not what you want. It, mm. you know, back in the day, it just used to be a case of you got one to deal with, and now they're trying to do it. Like sometimes on an Xbox Series X, an Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Xbox PC, One X, PS4 Pro, right. <laughs> Switch. Hello. Well, yeah, you just sort of think, I feel sorry for the developers when they're going, 
how the fuck do we do this then? Like, how do we optimize our game and design a game so it can get on them? You know, because you're going to want it to be available yeah. to as many people as possible. But and if you're going to make cuts, you're going to say, where's the market share? Okay, yeah. we'll cut the bottom out. We'll prioritize yeah. the others. We, and, you know, we've got this, and there's a story coming yeah. up later about the PS5 sales and there's no question who the dominant forces are on, on that particular area. And yeah. If, yeah, you're going, yeah. if you need to make those cuts for whatever reason, it's an easy business decision. You don't even need to get Alan to crunch the numbers. No. And it, uh, I wonder at what point they do think about, I mean, they'll never discontinue, I say never discontinue it, but it feels like it's here to stay. Mm. But I wonder how long it can be supported for where, because we've discussed this before, they want parity of features yeah but i wonder how long that can continue for throughout this generation they have, before they have, to, they have to see it through well i'll tell you what because again the frustrating thing about microsoft they don't release much data at all they don't tell us how many consoles they've sold they'll tell us mm. don't you worry they'll tell us how many how much game pass has grown since they rebranded mm. xbox live gold to game pass core which i argue is not is not in the spirit of game pass you know it's the it's not Game Pass, is it? Because Game Pass to me is this 200-game library, and that's a 25-game yeah. library of two. And yeah. there's, there's a difference there. So they'll tell <laughs> us when that happens, and everyone will go, what, have they, what a masterstroke. It's like, well, how much more money have you made? Probably a bit more, but I don't <laughs> mm. think it's made a, a, a significant difference. They don't talk about the console sales. No, because it won't shine in a good light, perhaps. Basically, um, yeah. If, if you don't hear anything yeah. from any of these places, it ain't going well. If it's going well, they'll tell you. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And they, but I would be really interested what the split is between Xbox Series S and Xbox Series mm. X because some of the rumours and articles that I read suggest that there's more Series S consoles out there than Series X. No. Really? That, well, I mean, look, that's all rumour and innuendo. Yeah. But if that's the case or if it's even close, yeah. you'd, even if it wasn't close, the fact that they said... Don't worry, we've got you covered on this Series S. It won't matter. Yeah, yeah. They can he really go back on that? And I, cause I think it'd just be, be going, oh, refund. Of course, and and rightly yeah. so. You can't. And they'll get sued and whatnot, no doubt. Um, well, I don't know. They always get away. If you've got enough money, you can just pump that away. But it's it's just they they're very they're very concerned about the optics because yeah, in other yeah. areas they're deficient or have been deficient, mm. and I think that's a smart move to make sure at least you're pumping the propaganda out there for people to, to latch on to. Yeah. And I mean, it's a good thing, right? I'm not, you know, theoretically, well, it's a good thing that you can you can buy a console. They ain't got a disk drive. It's a little bit less powerful. You get a little bit cheaper. If you haven't got the money for a Series X and you still get to play the games that everyone else gets to play, yeah. but, you know, you might get a locked frame rate or whatever it is that, you know. So there are disadvantages to it, but... It's a fucking drag if you've got an Xbox Series X or if you've got a powerful PC. Because, yeah. Um, but we said we weren't going to labour that, and we have. So yeah. back to Baldur's Gate 3. What yeah. was the question? Yeah, what do does, I reckon? It don't matter. I mean, I do, yeah, I think broadly on the early access piece, I think you should be getting that fucking lined up. It should be smooth as butter getting that out after two or three years to prep it. Um, yeah. But it's a yeah, fucking it massive game. I'll tell you what, I am sniffing around this one. Oh, I just saw something saying the best CRPG ever. I've never really played. Early... This. this is the thing. I didn't. I didn't really played a proper JRPG other than Pokemon until Persona. Love that. A CRPG computer role. I mean, I don't really know the distinction. If I'm honest, between that and other ones, I'll have to really look into that. I remember I read something and I was like, I don't. 
what are you talking about? This is on consoles. It's not a, it's not what I'd classically call a computer, but someone will be in the comments going, oh, I'll be like, well, okay. But I, I, I want to play one. Is my Anyway, I want to yeah, play yeah. one. Um, obviously, now's not the time to do that because we've got Final Fantasy 16 going. I've just crumbled and bought that <laughs> F1 game because I went to the Grand Prix last weekend. So that's been done. It's got a story mode, Logan. Right, How okay. can I not? And they do a story mode every two years. So I'm in the cadence of when the yeah. store every so this year will be F1 23, next year will be F1 Manager 24, and then I'll just rotate every other year between yeah, yeah. them. I want you get bored. Yeah. And yeah. both of these fucks should be doing what Football Manager were doing, giving you some sort of loyalty discount, fiver off for the next version. But does, does I think still that's do gone that? by the way. Oh, for fuck's sake! Well, I, on I game, actually don't know. To be they, fair, it's on Game Pass. It. It's that's <laughs> yeah, just as good really I mean. for most people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm sniffing around Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, obviously, the name Baldur's Gate 3 is a concern because there's two others, even though it wasn't developed by Larian, and they've just kind of... I think they've bolted onto the name to get a bit of, you know, a bit of a boost. It, it wouldn't have needed a boost, to be honest. But, you know, there's catch-ups and things. I think that's my agreement now, that games that are that old, back going back 20 years, I'm not going to sit through and play. <laughs> but, yeah, after Starfield and after Spider-Man in October, I'm thinking, like, November time... Mm. Might might jump on this. What do you play it on? PC. I think. It, yeah. I, well, even if it was there on console, it will. So it will be by then. It should be on PS Five. Um, I just think that these sorts of games just work a bit better with it's turn based. Like having a mouse yeah, just to yeah. move around the menus. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the conversion to the controller is great, but there are certain mm. games I just look at and go, that feels like a PC game to me. Yeah, 100%. And I'll, and I'll yeah. sit hunched over in this chair getting backache for hundreds of hours on end, which is which is fine. But anyway, that's Boulder's Gate 3. We will check in on the reviews when there's a, a score. I suspect by the time this episode drops, there may well be an aggregate score because a couple of people want to rush it out. But certainly I expect by next week, should we do an episode, mm. which I'm sure we will, there'll be a score there for us to discuss. So we'll try not to labour it too much, but it'll be interesting to see how it's shaping up. I personally mm. think it's going to be one of the best scoring games of the year so well done to Adkins and Parky I guess um well, anyway this is Idle Game Chat Deep Digital's flagship video game podcast 22 minutes in is the intro we've got Apps me and we've got Logan on the other side the resident referee and our FGL Grand Prix winner currently leading the FGL Championship so he could be crowned the ultimate champion by the end of this year but Parky may be starting to wake up with High nineties with Baldur's Gate three, it could just supercharge his his last drive towards trying to take the trophy off him. Uh, if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash dimpdigital is the place to go. Core community there and in pocket pocket hashtag twitch.tv slash dimpdigital. You can also kind of support us because you can subscribe to the channel for free with Twitch Prime, which you get free if you've got Amazon Prime. All you got to do is click it. Now there's no podcast on there. It's just us playing games of various quality and. At various times, there's not even a schedule, so if you want to do it, you get some emotes, I guess. But there's no guarantee we'll stream <laughs> that month. But if you're doing it out the goodness of your heart, it doesn't matter, does it? But most people aren't; they want something in return, unfortunately. Anyway, scupper on. So it, it, a bit of PlayStation, a bit of a double whammy here. PS5 has sold more than 40 million units worldwide. Is what has been announced by Sony Interactive Entertainment. So they're happy with that because they've announced it. And this is before their, I think their financials will be due in the next few weeks. So normally you'd hear it then, but the fact they've got out ahead of it and gone, yep, 40 mil. 
It's tracking slightly slower than what the PS4 was, but as far as I remember, the PS4 didn't have a pandemic and mass shortages to deal with. So the fact that it's even close to it seems pretty impressive. Um, it's clearly dominating the space between the Microsoft and the Sony consoles. Switch running away with it still, but you know it's been out six years at 120. I think it's even maybe got into 130 million now, so that's laughing. Um, what do you think of these sales? I mean, we don't know how many Xboxes are out there, but about half, I reckon, potentially. And half mm. of those could be Series S's, so do they even count when there's games that can't even run on it? Um, considering they've also hiked the price in that time as well. Well, that's um, the interesting thing, because in Europe, in some territories in Europe and in UK, it's actually been had a price cut for the last week or so. So I was going to ask you about that shortly, but I thought I'd just get that in there. Um, it's, it's only temporary. So actually, I think the seventh it ends. So there's a good right. chance that people listening to this have missed the boat. If, this, if they're waiting for this podcast to inform them of a price cut, they have missed the boat properly. <laughs> but that's up to them. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd get that in there. That there has been a little price cut in the last couple of weeks or so. But these these these, these yeah. stats were revealed before the price yeah, yeah. cut. So yeah, these were after price hikes in every territory other than the US, basically. Mm. I mean, we've obviously discussed at length in previous podcasts, go and have a listen, um, about the games. What do you think about listening to old podcasts about old news? Well, because I actually have started doing it with other podcasts and it's not as irrelevant as you think. Just because it's sort of, they're talking about affairs yeah. that happened years ago, but in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's to be interesting to hear what they, because you know how it all pans out as well. So you can go, well, you've blown that. <laughs> Slightly from the future. Yeah. You are. You, you've, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've blown that. It's a complete wrong analysis there. But um, I don't know. I mean, I tend to, I, I, like, there's certain podcasts where that I'd listen to that are not, like, news related. Evergreen. And they're quite. Yeah, and I'll quite happily go back and like it's irrelevant whether it's a new one or it's from two years ago. Like yeah. it, it really makes no difference. I wouldn't be that bothered because it's actually more entertaining sometimes to listen to things backwards with hindsight. Yeah, well, it's not even hindsight, is it? It's with future sight. Yeah, knowing how it all panned out to be able to sit there and go, "Ha, idiots! <laughs> what are you talking about?" Um, but uh, yeah, I'd, you know, I think on the PlayStation front, fair play. I think. Clearly, if you're looking at a console where you'll be able to play good games, PlayStation's the one. No, that's not what I see on Twitter. I see Xbox is the one. And yet, once again, like like Trump getting in power, it's wrong. They told me they could, he couldn't get in. They tell me that Xbox is unbeatable. And then the stats come out and you go, well, it ain't. No, I mean, it's... Uh... The biggest problem. People up. I mentioned Trump. Yeah, I know the green. Yeah, the Trump and going against the green bloods. Mm, <laughs> it's an interesting tactic. Um, Fuck them. Yeah, I, I, I think the biggest problem Microsoft have got is they just haven't got games. Like if you're looking at Starfield, one month away. It's not going to be that good. Well, third highest rated game of the year. That's the next call. <laughs> Honestly, everyone was getting all hit up about Fallout, whatever it was, and that turned out to be a pile of old shit. It did. Um, it did. I, I mean, I'm not saying Starfield's going to be that, but I just don't think it's going to be the second coming. Um, I really don't. 
But anyway, happy to be wrong on that. I'm always happy to be wrong. Um, play it either way, aren't you? No, it don't make matter to me. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really look like my sort of bag. It's a, a you know a, a no man's sky with <laughs> plus plus annoy on people. it. I know. No, I it. love doing stuff like that. It's, it's, it's hear them all crying as they're listening to it. But anyway, my point <laughs> is is we've been over it multiple times. We're antagonising the audience today. I know. It's I don't know what it is. I think this week's really got to me. Yeah. Being in that fucking shithole. Um, so, PlayStation. We'll get there. Game. We started this topic about eight minutes ago. And we're we're really fungal. struggling today to keep on track. I, I mean, we usually do, but today worse than ever. Um, I think just broadly, there's just not... If you're looking at it objectively, they're pretty much a similar price, right? I don't think there's a huge different differential between them. Well, I don't think now, since the, since the Xbox followed... Jim and yeah. bump the prices up. I don't think there is now. There was for a few months, certainly for about half a year. And then Phil's yeah. no plans to do it, and then lied and did it. Did anyway. it anyway? Oh. Yeah. That's what I mean by the propaganda. It's like it's clear lie, <laughs> clear bollocks being spouted. I'm pretty sure we called that at the time, and went, oh, well, yeah, it just gives yeah. them the, look, the good PR for a while, and eventually they'll go, yeah. We've he had a get out. He said at this time that was his little yeah, yeah. get out clause. He knew what yeah. he was doing. In, but people will the say, government oh, do it regularly. They go, we've got no plans this time. You think, well, why have you said at this time? Because you know that at this time you ain't going to do it now, but you will do it later yeah. anyway. So I think there's no real price differential. Um, arguably, you've got Game Pass, which might be attractive to some people, but broadly, there's just a better set of games available on the PlayStation. You have to say that there is. There's no 200 games on Game Pass can't be competed on value. Oh, but there's so much shit on there. there is... I've been through it lately and I've been going through it and I'm like, how can there be so much to it on here? <laughs> Why is there nothing good on here? That's what I literally do regularly <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I think that's the problem is you've got better games available and ultimately people are going to be led by the games and where their friends are. And it's like a snowball effect because more friends that are on there, the more people that are going to get it, the more people that jump on board, da, 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 and mm. it just grows. Um, I mean, I think it looks like shit. I don't like the way it looks. It's an awful I, looking I, machine. It really is. I, I don't know who come up with that and went, yep. Like, it, it's, it's bizarre to me. It's just um, too big. Yeah. Like if it, I don't mind. I don't even mind the shape of it really, but it's just too tall. It, I don't I, know it, where to put it. Like it doesn't fit into any. Like you know when you've got all these like um, like TV units. And yeah, this, that, it, and the other. It, it'd only be fitting it don't in those. Fit, or right. if it does fit, it just about fits. I like to get rid of my old fucking what's the name? My old shelf unit under here, mm. and just get a yeah. flat table that was low enough yeah. that I could stand it up, so it didn't scrape on the. The yeah. table above it. Mine's literally ridiculous. on the floor. It's yep. literally standing up on the floor. Yep. Like I, don't, I, I literally don't know what to do with it. It's bizarre. Um, so they've blown that. I really... I wonder whether they sometimes do this because they release it knowing that it's shit and then when the pro comes out, whatever they're going to call it, it, they'll replace it in a night. Yeah, and, they'll go, and everyone will go, thank God for that. Get me one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just think they've they've done a better job of releasing better games, and that is ultimately the difference. Like, mm. you can still play your Fortnites, you can still play your War Zones with all your mates. Like, yeah. there's no real need to go to a console for those a specific console for those sort of games anymore. You just go where there's it's more the inertia of it, isn't it? It just carries through the PS4 because it was yeah. clearly dominant. 
Because even like in reverse, there's people in the DIMP group who have the opposite inertia where they always get an Xbox. Yeah. Don't matter how bad, quote unquote, it's doing or it yeah. seems like it is, Pee-wee's yeah. always going to get an Xbox. Yeah. He's never going mean, to get a PS5, is he? I actually like, I, I, I like and prefer the, the Microsoft, and I don't know how this ever happens because it's only on an Xbox. I prefer like the software... <laughs> <laughs> and the pie system and the layout on an Xbox. It may yeah. just be because I've grown that way organically. Fucking um, green blood in disguise, isn't you? Yeah, but I, I, you know, I don't have any. If someone said to me, "Oh, plan that," like we used to basically play everything, me, you, and Piper on PlayStation, like because mm. that's what. And I never had any real issues with it. Like I didn't hate it. I just have a slight preference towards like the system that's been developed on on the Xbox. Um, yeah. Whether that's through familiarity or whatnot, I don't know. Um, but I, I'm, I mean, I'll always largely get both and I've said that for a while and I'm, I'm comfortable with doing that and I'll just go wherever the, the wind blows. Yeah. But if you're looking at it objectively and you only want one, like there's only one winner in my view and that is PlayStation because it's just churning out better games. Mm, for now. That will, that tide will turn by the end of this generation, I predict. But I don't think it'll be enough to make a significant dent in there market share from a console perspective well, it's like these and iphones it, might... it don't matter yeah. how good these androids get no. people still turn their nose up here <laughs> i think there's like the iphone's got like 58 60 percent share in the us and most of those people just continue going back it's they make it a pain to switch you lose fucking everything i remember when i switched the off ecosystem of, of, of iphone i was like this is almost not worth it but once i got over that ump it was yeah. for a while those cheeky bastards ruined I couldn't send an SMS message to someone like Biff who was still an iPhone because is his iPhone still had me logged as an iMessage user yeah. and it goes mm. nope and I had to get him Can't to do something like he had to send something off to get my phone mm. fucking unlocked and I was like what yeah. how is this allowed yes yeah, then what's that came along and blew that away anyway no one even uses text as far as I know <laughs> I just don't be understanding the need for that when there's restrictions yeah. on on messages and data and whatnot. Well, that was part of the... That was one of the attractions, wasn't it? That's why they changed yeah. it. They did it. Like, a blue, it comes up in blue rather That's than it. green. Like, and it, but, yeah, I think once you're in those ecosystems, you're likely to stay there. And I think PlayStation have... And they do enough as well, and they've done enough largely to retain people. We've said before, one or two bangers a year. Yeah. Ideally, you'd want one a quarter, but once every six months, you can deal the with minimums, it. minimums, yeah. yeah. They're cutting it very lean this year because it's going to be just one. Yeah. this rate which mm. you know will, will be on the low end and i don't know if you can sustain can stay ahead and sustain that sort of momentum uh, of just the tailwind of yeah. ragnarok i think true yeah it does that does help that just blows through the first quarter and a half of the year doesn't yeah it? And then, basically and then you get and then the spider-man they... starts ramping up and that maybe <laughs> maybe it is only one but i'd like at least another one if possible yeah anyway agreed, the, yeah the PS5 sales in the UK jumped 75% after the price cut. So clearly that strategy kind of worked. And it must be said, mm. the price cut itself was down to £400. So oh. uh, it was, yeah, I mean, that is because it was 450 at launch and I think it went up to 475 once they once Jim got greedy. So the price cut was still lower, I guess, than the original price is what I'm getting at. Because some people are like, oh. I feel they're... like I paid over 500 for mine. Did you just come with a game or anything? Don't know. Or maybe I'm, I might be talking shit. Yeah. Well, it's possible. But it might, for, for some reason in my head, I feel like I paid five hundred and fifty. But oh, absurd. I'm sure I could, yeah, it must be. 
I'll have to go back and check that because it's going to annoy me. In any case, 400 quid, it's been touted out, and you can still find it as we record this and for the first few days when this is public. There's two reasons why they might do this. I want to hear your opinion on both. These are just fears. Yeah. There may be, there's probably at least a dozen, but these are the two I've come up with. <laughs> yeah. One, they're trying to shift inventory to make space for a new version of the PS5. Now, not, mm-hmm. a, not a pro version. The rumor is that's not coming till next year at the earliest. But the rumors that have been circulated is that there may well be a version of the PS5 that comes with a detachable disk drive. So rather than having a digital version and a non-digital version, you have the PS5, and then as an option, you can buy the disk drive separately or have it bundled in. So rather than having two SKUs, basically, you've got one, and the disk drive's optional, mm. um, and you can add it or remove it as you please. That's one reason why. It's like, let's try and get rid of all these old tutors, and then later on this year, we'll announce this new venture that we're, we're going for. The second reason may well be that they've seen... Well, they, they know... They know roughly what's going on in the in the console space, what their market share is, particularly against Microsoft. Whether they've seen how well they're doing momentum-wise and thought, let's just put our foot on their neck a bit more just for a few weeks before they get Starfield out, sort of bleed a few more consumers of their money, sort of get a few more people to jump over before Starfield so they're left cap in hand mm. when that comes out and just try and build a little bit of a buffer um, and then when Spider-Man comes out, they'll have another upsurge, I would imagine, with the special edition of that and that game coming out, which will drawing a lot of, quote-unquote, mm. more casual gamers because it's Spider-Man. Um, yeah. What do you think of those two potential theories, or is there a third one that you can calculate in this short time that I've given you? <laughs> so firstly, <laughs> I didn't pay 550 I paid 449 mm. So I was talking bollocks. Yeah. So... Just wanted to correct the records there. There were, bun- there were bundles of five fifty at one. I mean, in fact, yeah, 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 because yeah, they were yeah. so hard to get, you had to pay five fifty to get. Like, you, game, we're doing this thing. Mm. They give you a fucking hat. It was five hundred and eighty quid. You get two shit games and a hat. I was like, oh come on, <laughs> cheeky bastards. Anyway, <laughs> a hat. Oh, no. um, so, uh, it's a weird one because. Normally, things are put on sale to shift stock. Yes. For whatever reason. Yeah. Like, whether you're not doing well enough or whether you just want to decrease inventory for whatever reason. Like, it, Particularly you when just... you just took the hit to raise the prices six months ago. Yeah. You just took the optical but... loss of people going, you greedy bastards. And then sometimes this is a marketing strategy that's deployed, right? Yeah. There's an increase in price. Yeah. And then they put it on sale. But it's still more expensive than it was before the price increase. Yeah, yeah. Right? So what usually happens is that they go, you fuckers, you put it up. And they go, all right, we'll put it on sale. And they go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, really, you're just getting shafted up the arse anyway because you're still paying more than you would have done before the bloody price increase. But I've seen that. I think Amazon is the worst at doing that. Amazon Prime Day, it was cheaper last week. If you check it. What? Yeah. What we do? Yeah, it, it, that's where they get you. It's just a market employee at the end of the day. Um, but I think both of your theories are plausible. I think it's strange that on a surge of sales, they've decided to reduce the price. Like well, it's not surely, needed. It's not struggling yeah, to shift yeah, inventory. Like normally, you're trying to in, in, incentivize people to make the 
the the jump for whatever reason. I'd yeah. be surprised if it's just because they've just got a fucking stock of these that they just want to get rid of. Yeah. You do wonder whether they've looked at it and they're trying to get more people on before Spider-Man or perhaps even do something to disrupt Xbox. But you think surely they just know that they've got such a big share anyway. It's feet up. Yeah. So I, I, I suspect there's multiple reasons for it, but I don't know. Maybe they did just have a surge of stock and was like, we want to get people on board, as you say, and reduce that stock down by X amount of units before bleh, whatever we've got come in or before a game release. But it's, it seems a bit... I'd be surprised if they were that worried about Starfield. Yeah. Like attracting Xbox people to, to, to buy an Xbox. I, it doesn't feel like that kind of game to me. I thought Halo was going to be that sort of game. It'd get people to to jump on that, but mm. alas. Well, they tried. What do you, which one do you think? Do you think it's both of those, or what do you reckon is the driver? I'd be less inclined... I'd be less inclined to believe it's to disrupt Xbox. I don't think they care. Yeah. Because they... Uh, and there's very few things they'll make note of, and they they don't need to do anything to do that. I mean, that's... No. Purely would be just a, you know, a fuck you. I don't think they're, they're... They're not that petty. I don't think either of them are that petty mm. to do that. Um, Really. Like, when it comes to a business decision where you're selling it <clears throat> at, a, at a, you know, a good price already, you've raised the prices, mm. to suddenly undercut yourself to just spite a competitor <laughs> that's still struggling to shift their, their hardware, mm. doing fine on the software and the services front, but on the hardware front, which gives people the easiest Off access. Off the back of Redfall as well, by the way. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know. They simply don't need to do that. You'd be more, you'd better off doing it when Starfield come out and say, well, for 400 quid, you can get this and play Spider-Man next month. That'll be, if you wanted to do it that way and undercut them, you do it directly on top of it to try and yeah, yeah. disrupt some sort of marketing there. But so I, so I do tend to lean to the fact that, A, they might have just been feeling generous, which is not the case, but who knows. <laughs> but B, there may have just been, uh, there's, there's a move to shift a few more because of this, this potential rumoured new version appearing. Clear mm. the decks. Although in saying that, the Spider-Man Special Edition, which would have been the perfect yeah. way to do it, which is coming out September and the game comes out October, is still the old version. So they're going to chuck... I mean, they're always limited anyway, so there's not going to be millions of those lurking. There'll be a few hundred thousand mm. at most. But yeah, that's what I tend to lean towards is either there's some sort of some sort of inventory clearing um, and we'll see some newer version of the PS5. I don't think it's going to be the slim version that everyone wants. So those that can't stand the look of it and won't buy it because of how big it is, I think you'll be solely disappointed when you see what this is. It'll still be pretty ugly and pretty big. It's just that you can take the disk drive out or not have one at all rather than having to buy a separate... Because I actually bought the digital version originally, locked myself into that, and then I thought, that's daft because I can't borrow games off of that library called Adkins. Yeah. So I then sold it for the price I paid and got a, a disc one. Whereas had this rumoured, you know, additional disc, I could have just made the decision later on by myself and said, oh, I'll just buy the disc drive and put it on. You know, start digital, then at later on at a later date go, oh, I'll buy the disc drive. Now I'll upgrade and borrow those games off that mm. that bloke. Seems but, like a solution to a non existent problem, really. 
Well, I think this. Unless I think what they've done is when they've done this. Me. To me, well, I can only. I'm making assumptions. They've seen the digital version and the PS5, and they're like, it's actually a pain to produce these two different versions of it. Like even just like yeah, yeah. the mold of the plastic and the covers, all that sort of shit. You've got to do two sets of everything. Mm. Whereas if we just unify it and say, right, there's an option to add it if you want, and it's up to the user, they can just make the same model, the same exact design, cheaper, more orders, whatever you want to do, and then mm. it's down to us as a consumer to decide whether we want to pay for the disk drive or not have it. Yeah. And then- a fucking disk drive can't be expensive. 50 like- quid that'll be. No, but this is what I mean. Like in terms of manufacturing, oh no, they're, they're marking that up massively. It's a joke. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how much they just... price it for if this all comes true. Like, would it just be fifty quid? No, we'll see. no. You think it'd be more? Yeah. Mm. A fucking controller nowadays is sixty quid. To... Although they've been on sale lately, by the way, forty pounds. Yeah, that, that to be, be fair, that was that's worth a go. If people needed one, that is, they've might, done be, might be done by now. That probably is again. By the should, time this comes out, shouldn't be waiting for this podcast to inform you of anything. Yeah, it's, it's never Sarah like... third off. <laughs> yeah, give it a go. They've done the whole done lot. the math for you. Just um, trying to see how much the digital version was at launch. Four hundred, wasn't it? I think it's free. It's free something. Got three eight nine here from very from game. I feel like it was three fifty, you know. I could be wrong. Anyway, it was it was more than fifty pound off, is what I'm getting. Yeah, because yeah. I, right, I remember okay. I remember I paid free something for it. Yeah, so yeah. you could, in theory, they could be charging seventy quid for this thing if that's how you're doing the math. That to upgrade to the disc version, yeah. it's, a, it's a seventy quid premium. But I, I would be surprised if a disc drive was cheaper than a controller. Yeah, but when you, when you're actually trying to price things up, I'd expect it to be seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah. In 300, 360 quid yeah so it was yeah 90 quid cheaper that's what i mean to be honest at that time i thought 360 quid for a ps5 yeah i was yeah. like that's fucking ludicrous same really. power just no disc drive yeah. you're probably thinking how many games do i pay via disc anyway and then went, well adkins is buying them all on fucking disc yeah i may and actually if... revert back to that at some point but what the digital piece yeah we'll see we'll tricky see. isn't it it's tricky just because Sometimes I feel bad for him because I sort of get all these games off him and then he gets nothing in return. <laughs> He's going to buy them anyway. Well, yeah. He ain't going to trade it because he wants that little collection to grow. So don't worry about it is what I'd say. No. Anyway, that's PS5 news. What we got here? Zelda Tears of the Kingdom shifts 18.5 million units in Q1 2020. It says 2024 here, but... They've blown that. Maybe it's the fiscal year. You know, they fuck about and they do it for Nick. I don't know how it works. Anyway, it's sold yeah. a shitload of units. So <laughs> clearly when you produce a game of quality, it will get people rattled through it. I'm surprised you've not been tempted by this just because I know you uh, you love Zelda. I don't. I don't, I don't get Zelda. I, it's never been one that I've particularly got. Even when I was a kid and I used to play it on people's Game Boys, I was a bit like... Mm. Yeah. I, I just didn't really ever get it and I still haven't really been tempted I would probably enjoy it if I picked it up yeah. but it means I've got a fucking hunch over on that honestly anything on that switch is a real challenge for me mm. I, 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 I get why some people enjoy it but I just find it 
a, a, an unenjoyable way largely to game. Yeah. I do. I mean, I, I, that's why I play it in docked and it looks like shit, but yeah. it's either that or get neck ache. And I think, well, I'll take the, I'll take the eye bleedingly poor visuals at times. The thing is with that switch, it's not even comfortable to hold it. Like mm. it annoys me. Like the, I don't know, like back in the day with handheld consoles, they were light and not too intrusive and easy to hold. And I find that just a bit too bulky and I just, yeah, I just don't enjoy playing. I, I like mobile gaming. Like I'm all for handheld stuff, but I just don't enjoy that. handheld gaming with that Switch. Time to get a Steam Deck. Sort of a nope. one toe into Master Race. Portable PC, isn't it? I'm more likely to just... I, I, yeah, I'm more likely to just go full PC. Yeah. Uh, I, I would rather do that, even if I just fucking do my emails on it. Yeah, let's see that itself is almost worth having one for resident evil 2 remake is now the best-selling entry in the entire franchise cool so 12.6 million units according to capcom they've updated their platinum titles list which you can see on their website which i think is cool to look at not many places do that you can see the rankings of all their games and how much they've sold oh most of the time they don't want to do that because there's so much shit there they don't want to well we'll see we'll, we'll see where exoprimal ends up in a year Good lord. One million players being touted. One million logons, they mean. Yeah. uh, Tell me how many of them are there in fucking three... A month. Yes. So actually, I I didn't know this. I'd forgotten this. Resident Evil 7 Biohazard was the previous top seller at 12.4 million units. In my head, I thought it was still Resident Evil 6. Because I remember that being the highest selling for ages. And I was like, "That's that's the worst entry and how is that the, the top selling one? But that's, that was well knocked off, so not a worry there. But anyway, that's not a game you're going to play. But have you seen anyone? Have you watched a playthrough of that yet? Resident yeah. Evil 2 remake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone absolutely raved. About, well, the guy that I raved about that watched it, Brown Man, he yeah. was raving about it. He's like, this is probably my favourite. I think he said it was his favourite one ever anyway. Right. And he was like, this is just like the remake is just so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's weird watching some of the different Resident Evils. I'm not saying that I've particularly obviously watched the OG versions. It's just interesting to watch some of them that have come back, and I'm like, it doesn't even feel like a Resident Evil game that I would understand to be Resident Evil. Like it's not all just like zombies and and stuff. It's no. interesting to see the dynamic of how it all changes and, and stuff. Well, that was um, one of the reasons why I think it done so well is because it kind of broke away from that mould. And at the time, mm. there weren't really too many third-person, over-the-shoulder type games. It kind of ushered yeah. in uh, that that particular kind of perspective. Or at least it normalised it or made it something to aspire to be. There was definitely mm. a few games that were doing it before. Um, but yeah, I really like the remake, so I say well-deserved. That was a excellent title to play. And one of the few games, like I said, when I was talking about Persona 5 Royal, that managed to breach that playthrough and get in there. And I was playing both of them at the same time. A lot of other stuff had to be shunned off. Shelved, yeah. Star Wars and the likes of that all got... I was like, no, nope, not interested. But Resident Evil 4, I was like, I have to just get on this. Mm. Uh, which in hindsight was a bit of a mistake. But you live and you learn, don't you? You live and you learn. Last one. Maybe the last one. Laos reported at Callisto Protocol Studio striking distance. Yeah, I saw that. Game's final DLC was released in June. So people have taken to Twitter. So the staff there have just basically been saying, yeah, been been laid off and they're looking for work. 
32 employees apparently have been laid off. IGN, Crafton said, here we go, what they say to IGN? Striking distance studio and Crafton have implemented strategic... Listen to the bollocks. I've seen this so many times in my life of working. <laughs> Striking distance and Crafton have implemented strategic changes that realign the studio's priorities to better position its current and future projects Oops. for success. Unfortunately, was, these changes have impacted 32 colleagues. And there's another bit about, you know, they've got severance packages and whatnot. But unfortunate. I mean, people tend to Cost roll off. In. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, well, people it always t- is. People tend to roll off gaming projects all the time after it launches because, yeah. you know, you were, you, you were hammering away on this game, getting it out for launch, and then suddenly there's the work kind of dries up, I guess. But mm. this game, I guess, it, I don't think it gives it a good sign for what the future is for striking distance simply because the game underperformed. They, they've crafted and even mm. come out and said it. The game critically underperformed quite yeah. poorly, in my view. I mean, I thought it was good, but mm. me and Adkins are in the minority of that completely. I think it, it was sort of rated in the higher 70s, didn't it? Was it? No, no it was like 60s? High 60s, yeah. So we're yeah, talking yeah. down in the doldrums of Redfall, which. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing in life? It didn't seem like that. I mean, it seemed a bit bland. I think there wasn't the, the variety, I think, as you went through it. Because I watched no. the whole playthrough. Yeah. I think that's one thing that it I was noticed. A bit one note. that, it was a bit one note for sure. Um, but as a kind of... The problem with it was, was that it was always this, how does this Dead Space successor? The spiritual successor to Dead Space. 67 and everyone, it's got. Yeah. And I think that hurt it. Um mm. And I think because it didn't hit the same notes as as Dead Space, as one of the greatest survival horror games of all time, dare yeah, it, know, dare yeah. it not get to that platinum standard. Yeah, but this is the bizarre on. thing. Yeah, and it looks like a good solid game. Like it looks, it run really well as far mm. as I can see. I know there was a few issues with it at the start, but they ironed that out pretty quickly. It's final um, PS5 basically, a PC yeah, was a yeah. shitter, and then Xbox was a bit of a toilet. But yeah, like you said, it got ironed out. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a shame, but it's brutal, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> the industry is brutal, and you just have to move on to the next one, I guess. Yeah. I'd, I wouldn't want to play... I'd, 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 works on. Yeah, I'd play another one, but they're not going to give them the same level of money and investment as they got for this first one. So I think, well... How's yeah, it going to be better? It was quite an expensive game in comparison, especially to what it sold. Like, it got nowhere close to what it should have done. And... Mm. um that makes me think if you had all that money to start with and then struggled a bit with less money, are you going to be able to pivot and mm. what are you going to do with a leaner operation? But yeah, that's a shame. I don't think that, that bodes well for Callisto Protocol 2. The game's file DLC has been released. Um, I will get to that and play it at some point. But um, yeah, that's uh, not a good trending topic there. Last one here. This is a bit of an old one, but... Worth just ruff, ruffling feathers. Ratchet, this is from IGN, this is the headline. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart PC on PC is basically unplayable without the SSD. So it's not quite. <laughs> I mean, I've seen the footage and look, basically, people are saying Sony lied about that SSD, saying this was only possible, and I'm paraphrasing, they kind of allude to this, it's only possible because of the SSD. And I think what's borne out is that technically it's that's a lie because the game is running on old turt. Like, technically, it ticks the box. But anyone that's watched the footage or seen it or run it, in good faith, that is not 
not a good version of the game to play. I don't think that's it's. It seems a little bit contrarian just to say, well, it's running, so you lied. Like if they released mm. the game and it performed in that state, it would have crapped on. In no way would it be sitting there yeah. on eighty nine. It'd be down yeah, in the sixties. Yeah. So fundamentally, the the portal shift in parts of the game where it instantly transfers you to a new map and whatnot. It pauses for so long that one of the USPs of the game, like instant transfer of worlds, seamless transfer of worlds, that sort of awe factor, doesn't mm. work unless you've got an SSD equivalent or a another a rig that's got higher memory and stuff like that that can leverage the, the, the more powerful yeah. parts of the PC. I, I would just point people towards... I think Digital Foundry did a direct... It'll be last week by the time people listen to this. There's a segment towards the back end of their podcast. They kind of explain this in in more detail with more authority than I ever could. But it caused a lot of... There's a lot of people getting angry about this and people that hadn't even played it and had no intention of playing it. And they were like, they lied. And I was like, they probably, they probably over-egged it slightly. So they normally have like minimum requirements and recommended yeah. requirements, don't they? And is it their recommended requirements were the... So you can you can run it. So the recommended requirement does have a hard drive, not an SSD. Right, it runs at 70, 70 f seventy seven twenty p and thirty fps. But when you transfer through those worlds, right? It, <laughs> I mean, I don't know okay. anyone who, in good faith, would sit there and say, "Yeah, that's a good version of the game." They they've scaled it as far down as they could, but mm. it's clearly a um, interesting. It clearly, I don't think, is a good enough version for you to tick that as a box and say, well, that, that proves them <laughs> That's wrong. recommended. Because I feel like every game, you could, in theory, technically make work on any old shit if, mm. you, had, if you had the time and the effort and the resource. But the amount of compromise you make, like, is, is that even... Yeah. The experience is lost at that point for some of the key features. So, mm. I don't know. Um, they certainly did over-egg that SSD, but I think it's borne out in some of the footage you can see and like I said go to their podcast and listen to their little bit and they'll tell you but potentially Sony caught lying some are saying not good is it and you think I don't know why you just wouldn't be uh, transparent like they normally are pretty good in saying you you need this like it's strange that they'd well I think at the time Ratchet and Clank Clank as well so so when did this game come out 2021 I mean, we're, like that, we're in 2023, yeah. so it's taken two years of solid dev to get it working on PC and to scale it down. So, mm. again, it's kind of like you can't really, you can you really do it. Here we go. There's a little <laughs> quote here. What's this from? Based on Digital Foundry, no, possible to play. So the main video, I think this is from Digital Foundry. The main video here shows the game running on a minimum spec PC as well, but using an SSD. And as you watch the video, you'll notice it's quite it's quite playable in comparison. The poor HDD cannot cope at all. And then Insomniac's community chief, James Stevenson, cheekily responded to that and said, as we said. <laughs> so he's trying to claw it back. But yeah. I don't well. Anyone who wants to buy and play it on the HDD, I say have at it, but you will be playing a game that will be rated in the 60s. So, yeah, I don't think it's the same. Anyway, that'll do. It's goodbye. Don't know what we've got next. I haven't planned it, so you know more than I do. Any final comments? No, I don't think so. No, just um, 
disappointed to see. PlayStation generally have done a pretty good job on on the whole of the um, ports over to PC. So it's interesting that they've seemed to have blown it with this Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank one two years later. Well, I think it's okay, but it's the minimum spec that they've put on there. I think they've done it on purpose to highlight that it kind of needs an SSD. So if you're running right. a if you run it a decent like an SSD in a decent sized rig, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's got a few yeah. problems, but it's not terrible. It's not like The Last yeah. of Us. But all, what people were looking for here is can it run without the PS5 SSD or an SSD at all? And the answer yeah. is by the letter of the law, it can. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you are severely tampering down the experience to a point where I don't think anyone in their right mind would say it's acceptable. It's a bending of the truth, basically. Mm. Yeah, interesting. But sneaky. Wanna, sneaky, but I don't know. I think if the game runs that badly without mm. it, it kind of proves the point that you, you kind of do need it. Like Yeah, yeah, agreed, yeah. It, yeah. But I don't know, people... It's very, it's very tribal out there at the moment. <laughs> That's why we have to rattle their cages if they're listening and catch them. It's crying tribal. about... It <laughs> Fuck, these people need... Executing probably, but like I said, I'm objective a perspective required. That's not possible, is it? But you haven't got no. to be a complete thick moron about it either. That is extremes. <laughs> like I said the twenty percent on each side need to be just wiped out of the conversation. <laughs> Leave the rest of us to it. But unfortunately, the loudest are usually the the thickest. Anyway, yeah, I think more for this particular issue. We will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions. Do close out idle game chat for this episode. I'm joined by Logan, the resident referee, who may have been in the first part of idle game chat. We never know these days. All recorded independently, these game impressions. So, could have been Adkins, could have been Logan, could have been a special guest. Who's to know? But he's here to report back on Supraland. Which is, I'm going to have to look at that each time I say it, because I'm obviously tempted to say Superland. Um, but this is a... <laughs> this was Understandably. De- this was developed by Supra Games. So they're yeah. clearly trying to be on brand there. Um, I did some research into other games and whatnot. I mean, this is their first game, Supraland. Um, <laughs> they are working on what I can only assume is going to be a follow-up called Supra World. So again, that Supra is really getting the getting the, uh, the 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 plaudits from their perspective. Published by Humble Games, and was actually originally released back in 2021. But here we are picking up yet another what I can only assume to be a palate cleanser. I can't believe you sat down for Supraland and thought, well, this is now going to be me for the next few months. This is my most anticipated game that I've just unearthed. It's it was clearly there for feet up approach and just get something ticking along, but um, cards on the table, Superland. Now we finding this another Game Pass job, I suspect. Yeah, so it's another feet up Game Pass game that I was supposed to play, um, and I 
I, yeah, I basically just thought, hmm, I sort of read the description. I'd look at some of the, I like to watch the trailers and some of the clips and stuff. And I sort of go, oh, is this, is this my sort of game? Mm. And I like a little puzzly beat up game that's sort of harmless. And I, I like playing some of the indie stuff as well. Kind of some of the left field stuff that might yeah. not really get a little bit of a look in. And I think I've said before, this is kind of one of the things that I like about Game Pass. Is it lets you harmlessly play some of this stuff that you otherwise might just not ever even bother looking at. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely one of the advantages to it for sure. So let's do a little bit of store page sleuthing here. Supraland, yeah. I've got it up here. I've got the PC or the Xbox PC app up, which is linked into my Game Pass account. Here we go. Embark on a valiant quest to save your toy village in the hit first-person open-world puzzle platformer. So there's a lot of perspectives and genres being chucked around there. Roam and explore a huge interconnected world, unlock powerful new abilities, and combine them to overcome imaginative puzzles or un uncover shrouded secrets. Defeat charging hordes in fast frenetic first-person combat as you battle your way towards an audience with the Blue King. Superland is the ultimate sandbox adventure and offers players a fresh take on puzzles, exploration and adventure. Game of the year, according to them, the way they've wrote that little synopsis down. Um, Always makes me laugh. It is funny, isn't it? <laughs> again, again, interesting, because we complained about this historically... Game features, 12 to 25 hours of open-world puzzle action and platformer gameplay. So, again, they're listing it in the description. Now, with the update that's gone into the PC game, uh, sorry, the Xbox PC app, how long to beat is plugged into the interface. So, most games, it will give you the how long to beat timings that have been collated. So, that's really smart from Xbox to do that because we've historically chastised and come up with... Because I said I didn't want to see the hours. I don't know if you remember. I said I don't want to be seeing the exact hours because it's a spoiler. Like Ronnie was being pathetic. And he was like, well, what if it was like a grading, like all long, short, medium, and there's like a range? Whereas now they just chuck it out in front of me. So, you know, I've got no choice but just to get over those. Sometimes Ronnie needs a kick up the arse, and this, in the circumstances can get rid of his little quirks. But, mm. um,. Yeah, so you, I guess you... Well, maybe you didn't read the description, so maybe you didn't know how long you were getting in for, but um, in terms of the, the overall package that they've they've presented there, accurate? Well, <laughs> how many hours did they say? They're saying 12 to 25, so they doubled it. So, it's, you know, minimum 12, no more than 25. Right. So, just for context, I spent one day 20 hours on this game. Okay. So what's that? That's um... forty-four hours. <laughs> I know seventy-two percent complete. By the way, right? Have you left this on? We've had this uh, discuss. I don't know if this has come up before, but I know yeah. sometimes you're. I'm very much like if I'm getting up to make a tea, I'll close it. I don't like things ticking along, ruining stats. Whereas I think you're a bit blasé about this and fall asleep and all. I've heard stories of you falling asleep while yeah, you're playing, I, nodding I off. With I did that with. Um, <laughs> Uh, power simulator yeah. I was having that one day and I forgot about it my Jody jumped on it when I did that and did about 15 minutes of cleaning there we go um, shame she couldn't do that around the house eh largely like yeah there would have been times when I've left it on but largely that 
I don't feel like that's too far from the truth. And I believe from memory as well, it's across two sittings. Like I, I downloaded the game, deleted it, and then I re-downloaded it to finish it and completed it. So you, did you did you do a Ronnie reset or did you just carry no. on? With... Interesting. So that was no. that. I mean, that's excessively higher than what's been quoted on their yeah. store page. And even how long to beat has got it as main story twelve hours, and then a completionist, which is normally like the whole kit and caboodle, twenty two hours. You you're adding twenty hours odd to that. Yeah. I was to say there might. I Something's gone wrong added, here. Well, no, I I don't feel like it has because I fucking struggled with this game. Right. I spent so, the reason I deleted it was because I could not fucking figure out how to progress the game. <laughs> you have to look anything up. Yeah, to finish it, I actually was a guide. <laughs> I, it was just too hard. And you know, you're going through the guide and you're thinking, I would have never figured that out. Right. Un- unless I sat there for so fucking long. And I don't consider myself a stupid person, right? Yeah, like, speak for yourself. Generally speaking, but honestly, there, it, 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 the reason I, I went back to it is because I was like, right, I've got, I must be missing something really simple here. I was like, I'm going to have to re-download it and finish it because Steve won't let it go. <laughs> um, so I thought, one way or the other, I don't really, I'm not the sort of person that likes to get a guide out. No. Like, that, that ruins the... The sense of achievement you get from completing puzzle games is by completing the puzzle without stating the obvious. No. Um, But I I was like, if I can use the guide to get me to a point where I can kind of try and get past this hump that I'm at, then I might be able to to see it off. But I had to pretty much use, from the point I went back to it, I pretty much used a guide to finish it. Interesting. So let's back up here. We've got yeah. open world, we've got first-person yeah. perspective, and we've got puzzle yeah. platformer. There's a lot going on. Nutshell, is that accurate as to what's yeah. occurring here? Okay, so talk us through, I don't know, how this game works and operates, because that could be that could literally mean anything in, in, of, any, yeah. of any aspect. And it's claiming sandboxes and all sorts, so let's get, yeah. the, let's get down to the facts of what actually has been shipped out here by Supra Games. Yeah, so, you know, uh, basically... Yeah. <laughs> It's so difficult to explain because it's just nonsensical. But what you kind of start the game in in Redville. So it's kind of Redville and Blueville. If you imagine right. a rubber, it's got a blue end and a red end, like your traditional rubber. And I don't know what the idea of this is. I don't know whether, because it's kind of, it's called a sandbox game, but you're literally in a sandbox. Okay. Like uh, right, okay, okay. So it's, right, because right, when they've put sandbox there, to be fair, I, didn't, I don't normally do this because I just think I can't be bothered but they've put sandbox in quotes so clearly they're, yeah. they're being cute and trying to be clever yeah. about it right okay that makes sense now yeah right. so you're, you're literally okay. a okay. toy figurine in a sandbox okay and you have to make okay. your way through the different I guess areas in the sandbox yeah I guess it's the best way of describing it <laughs> um, so you literally start the game and this is the narrative as well is you start the game and you go down into the well and the water stopped running. And then the King of Redville says, Oh dear. Why, go and figure out why the water stopped running. Go and see the King of Blueville. So, you, so, what, so, so what are you, a little toy or something? Are you like a little red You're toy? You're a little red figurine. Right, yeah. okay. Little red. Like, imagine what are they worrying about got, water for? I don't need to drink that, do they? Uh, this is what I'm saying. It's honestly, <laughs> but, so basically you, the idea is that you, you have to traverse your way through each of these different sections, if you like, in the sandbox to yeah. get to the next part 
yep. to move the, the, the story forward with the intent of getting through to see the blue king. Right, okay, yeah. So but that's... there's kind of different... And in, in each area, you're kind of introduced that there's enemies and things. It's like little skeletons that spawn. And so you've got you combat in there as well. You can kill them. I mean, you call it combat. So you've got a sword, <laughs> um, which is very much... I'd say it's like Minecraft-style combat. Okay, where, yeah. Like, you yeah. know when you hit a creeper and it bashes it back? Yeah, like you've got the sword. Staggers like, it and... It staggers it. So it's like that. And then you also get this gun so you can shoot them from distance, which has got a main and an alt fire as well. And that pretty much becomes the the modus operandi for killing stuff. I mean, it's not yeah. a strong part of the game. No. It's not, it's really flimsy mm. and it's not engaging combat. You just have to kill stuff to, to kind of get out your way and stop it irritating you because they just keep coming after you. If you don't get rid of them, there's no choice. You can't really just ignore them. Um, but yeah, as you go through, you can basically collect coins and open chests, which give you different upgrades, which make you like, you can get like triple jump mm. um, that increase your sword strength, um, how fast you can hit the sword, same with your gun, like to make you more powerful as you kind of go through it. And then there's, as I say, you have to solve the puzzle in each of these different areas, which is the idea of then getting through to see the Blue King to figure out why the bloody water stopped. Yeah. Interest. Well, I'd say interesting. Uh, but yeah. That's just a transitional yeah. comment you use on podcasts to keep it flying whilst yeah. I think of the next thing to to say based on what you presented. Um, okay, so we've got <laughs> we've got all those little bits and pieces in there. Yeah. Um, single player clearly. Played on the Series X, that's all being yeah. ticked off in my mind. Yeah. So they're talking about puzzles and whatnot and platforming. It, are all the are all the puzzles or most of them based upon you trying to get to a location and work out how to get up or around it is that can you move objects can you like is there physics and things like what are these what are these puzzle types what are we trying to do is that and, and do you have to keep do you just stay in the area that you're in to solve it like if you need an item or is there like backtracking to older areas to pick up a fucking grain of sand so that's special yeah. or something so generally what you need is in the area. Okay. Um, so there's like some areas where you need to activate electricity using, you can spawn this purple ball, mm. uh, this purple cube, which allows you to, you can either get on the cube to get over things, or you can use the cube to put on a, on a button to activate a button. You can put the cube to transmit electricity. So it acts as kind of another transmitter in a line of electricity to activate something. But yep. Basically, there's just various different puzzles that, and it, it doesn't really, it just expects you to figure it out. Like, it just goes, everything's in this area off your pop. Like, there's no real training or mm. introduction to any new mechanics or anything. It kind of just lets you just figure it out. So, there'll be like certain. It's, it's really difficult to explain without introducing spoilers, really. But essentially, whatever you need's in that area, and you have to do things like sometimes it's traversing to get somewhere to activate something which will open a door yeah. to another area, and sometimes it will be, um, yeah, just moving things through to open a door, um, shooting a barrel off something and getting the back. Like, but it's. The, the In principle, they sound really simple, but sometimes what you need to do to do it isn't. And it's... Yeah. It, you can see where the puzzles would be and things that are likely there for a purpose, but then getting all that together 
is is quite difficult. So sometimes you have to color things in a certain color and put them in a certain place. There's like there's a whole range of different things it introduces you to. Yeah. But it just introduces you to them. It doesn't really show you all the potential uses for that. So you can as an example, there's sponge in there. Yeah. And the sponge you think can soak up water, but it can also soak up other things. Like it's it it just kind of gives you everything and it just relies on you messing around with stuff until you stumble basically upon something that might work. It's a really odd style of I mean it's sandbox, I guess, in a way that it just gives you all of this stuff and goes to figure it out. it out. And is the is the way very is you know, some of the best puzzle games are sometimes multiple ways to do it and your own sort of nose can work out how to do it. You go, oh, you speak to someone else. They say, oh, no, I tried it this way and it worked. Or is this like you have to do the exact same specific tasks in this order? Otherwise, you, you won't progress. It's not going to allow any sort of creativity in that sense. There's no creativity. Yeah. There is a way to complete the puzzle. The so as an it. example... I was stuck behind this door, right, where you go and speak to someone in front of a door, and I don't even give a shit about a spoiler at this point because no one's playing it. Um, but you basically walk up to this guy, and he's got a laptop, and there's a hard drive on the wall. Don't ask me why the hard, this hard drive's on the wall. Um, and he basically keeps saying, no, access is denied. And I'm like, well, surely there must be some sort of key card or something I need to, USB to access stick. it. But this is, your, your brain automatically comes to a solution. But I didn't. You get this power that allow, allows you to magnetically transverse like pipes and things that you can make. All you've got to do is say, go and talk to him and then stand next to the hard drive whilst you're magnetically activated. And right. it, it basically just frans- frazzles the hard drive and opens the door. And is that like, like, one, just, is that like one ability of like many as well? Yeah. So you, yes. you, you, you'd be standing there with like, a, there's a water ability or something. You could be... You, you wouldn't well, necessarily think it, magnetic ability is going to do that. It, it doesn't introduce that concept no. of using your magnet ability to disrupt anything at any point during the game. Right. It just yeah. goes, this, this is to transverse objects that are metal. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's what I mean, when you could just be sitting there for fucking ages <laughs> trying to figure on. out what to do, what's going on. I, maybe I haven't come across something yet. Maybe there's an ability that I don't know. Maybe I've got to do something. But then it's just like, well, no. You just got to do that. It, like, this is what I mean with all the puzzles. Yeah, it's that is just an example of how it just leaves you to it. Wow. That's, that's... Um, and it seems really obvious, but I had to I had to get a walkthrough for that because I was like, there must be something that I'm missing for this door, and it wasn't. I had it for ages and the whole time, but I just couldn't get through it because it wasn't. And it's normally there's a subtle hint or something, right? Mm. Normally it'll go. Oh no, maybe, maybe a magnet would disrupt it. Or yeah, like, like nothing, well, nothing, nothing at all. There's no clues. Like no that. access. Um, it says, and that's the end of it. That's all you're getting out yeah. of this little fella. Says, says here, family friendly visuals, which I can attest to. It says yeah. we've we've countless crafty puzzles. So they're they're labelling yeah, I mean, crafty to get away with it. Yeah, they are crafty. Um, <laughs> but and the, the, it's. The thing is, sometimes, and that's what I mean, sometimes it trains you to go, it's so obvious. Yeah. Like, this, all the puzzles are this obvious. And then some of them just aren't. Like, And you're like, well, so you go up to a puzzle and you think this could be really obvious or it could be really difficult. I don't know which one it's going to be. Like, there's some games that just go, this is just going to, like, when we're playing The Division, yeah. right, and it goes, how are we going to get to this shade tech? 
And you go, yeah, yeah. Well, the game hasn't introduced anything ridiculous, so it's just going to be a case of trying to transverse something. And every now and again, it goes, oh, no, you've got to do something. Like, but with this, it's kind of could be on any range of comp- like complicatedness. Yeah. It could be dead simple, so you just got to stand next to it and activate an object. To the point where you've got to fucking do a whole rigmarole of stuff to get through it. Yeah. it. It really is that complicated at times. Um, and as always, it's easy when you've got to walk through. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, it sounds like these uh, this issue could be terminal in that the you know the puzzles themselves, which is the core of the game, is just not intuitive and, and frustrating. Does it shine in any other areas? Are the, are the controls at least functional and? allow you to when you want to do something you figured out oh, i've got to do this that and, and the other allow you to kind of do that without getting in the way because sometimes first person games with perspective and aiming and other things and platforming like jumping on things can go very very wrong very quickly or is have they managed to avoid that pitfall at least yeah i mean it's it, it, it's it's not great <laughs> from a a functional aspect. I've already said the shooting isn't, no. and the and the combat isn't great technically. No. Um, jumping around is quite stressful. Like no. the, trying to traverse things is, as you say, it's in first person. Mm. Um, and trying to get don't judge certain, it. Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit difficult. So you find yourself sort of a bit concerned that you've not judged it right. And the, yeah, it's and the you know the triple jump. And trying to do that, and you think, oh, is it? Is there enough? Like, it, it's it's a bit of a concern. I mean, it's it does enough, but it really, it really is a puzzle game. Mm. It, it, that's what the the premise behind it is, and I think that's why I start getting frustrated with it because it's like, well, if I can't complete the puzzles myself, it hasn't got any other legs. No, like this is literally what it's here for. Um, and if it wasn't. And we spoke previously about my ability to uh, drop things if it just ain't doing what I expected. I think it's, it, the, to be fair to it, the, it's the puzzles that got me in there and it's the puzzles that brought me back. So I was like, I yeah. need to complete these puzzles. Like, it's stressing me out. Um, <laughs> but What's I'm the glad. gap between starting, stopping and starting again? Like, Was it a week, a couple of couple of days i think it's a couple of weeks i was at a point where i was like i'm cutting my losses here done a beer from being um yeah i was like this is just taking i just can't figure out the way forward or how to do the puzzles and i thought you know what i'm going to do what i wouldn't normally do i'm going to check a guide and see if it can get me through it um but obviously as you get further into these puzzle games the puzzles actually tend to get harder yeah yeah so I found myself pretty much relying on the on the guide to get me through the rest of the game, which is in the grand scheme of things, I wasn't that far in. No, I was probably at most halfway through, right? Possibly even a little bit less than that. Like I could easily have spent. It, I mean, I, I did a day and saying or other. Yeah, I could have spent days and days Damn. probably trying to figure this out if I was just doing it myself. Well, the, these these guides always seem to pop out of these from software games. All those cheats are using the guides because the game don't mm. don't communicate, and that's getting game of the fucking decade plaudits. It's third coming of gaming after Breath of the Wild. So maybe that's the way forward now. Stump everyone and just force them to use an online guide, and then go well. Like how clever we were, you had to go to the internet to provide it. But I find, I personally am more in your boat, and I find that stuff infuriating. Well, let's start to wind this down. Any any other business for Superland? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like 
me even bringing you on here to talk about is bringing up painful memories. So I don't want to labour it and cause you a stressful evening. Not really. I mean, you know, I did... There were times when I, I enjoyed the puzzles and it is, you know, satisfying when you figure it out and you find chests and things like there are yeah. fun elements to it. Um, I didn't hate the, my time in it. I enjoyed like finding different areas and stuff. I just got a bit frustrated at times when you just want that little bit of extra help and it, yeah. the game somehow recognizing that you're struggling. Here. So give me a hint or something like a little hint system or something would have been the way forward in my view. Mm. Um, well, Uncharted, uh, what they do is if you're in a puzzle area for a certain amount of time, the character will start hinting and talking and then eventually it will just, you can choose to like look at an object of interest like this. They, mm. they, it's based on time. And I think one of the Tomb Raider games allowed you to change or scale that up or down, like the assistance for the puzzles. So you could have loads yeah. of assistance or none. And, but when you're just sort of left with the default and it's, and it's almost nothing... You're oh, it is scratch, scratching you go, your ass, aren't you? I was going around trying to talk to all these little... I mean, you call them NPCs. They're largely useless. But it's pretty similar to... to you know, it's an indie game. So it's not going to have this huge depth of, of backstory. But trying to just sort of get some sort of a hint. Like, have I missed something? Is it, have I not yeah. registered something? Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, I must say, like, I did enjoy completing the game, even though... Like there were some elements that I could just complete puzzle-wise myself, but I did find myself continually having to, at some point, go back to the guide and go, right, what have I missed then? Yeah. Because it's, it, it, And I just thought, I don't want to keep getting stressed out in the areas because it's just not going to make me want to play it again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a huge amount to add other than I wish there'd have just been some sort of additional hint system there. Well, maybe they'll take that on board for Supra World. So it's only going to get bigger and better from here. It's gone from a land to a world. So you can look forward to that follow-up as and when Supra Games decide to release it. Let's have a wander up to the doors of the gaming gallery then because this is where we put all our games that we like to recognise at various different levels at our own discretion. Uh, Obviously, you can choose not to induct it into your personal wing and add it to your exhibition within the gallery but we're outside superlands it's a bit cold now so people don't want to be hanging around out here all day are we going to be unlocking these doors and giving superlands some some flowers on the way in and, and and dropping it off in your wing somewhere I find this one a really difficult one I mean whatever I do here at this point is borderline <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to. So you no, keep the doors locked. In. We're just going to walk down the pub. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Had you put that in, that that would have been controversial, I think, because the vast majority of this twenty odd minutes, it's been negativity based around the core mechanics that it's a puzzle game yeah. and, it's, and it's frustrating. Yeah. But that's sometimes the way the cookie crumbles those puzzle games. I bet you there's people out there that manage to understand the language or the cues mm. or whatever was there. They just knew what how the game was flowing and, and you know, loved it. But that's the risk you take with puzzle games. They are completely dependent on the consumer or the player being able to understand mm. what you're asking and if they're not on the same wavelength they you often run into these little issues and that's what that's why people find them frustrating in like action games or other games that aren't puzzle games they're like oh do a puzzle now and you can people get stuck and they're like why is this even here 
At least mm. with Superland, I guess it was that was the game. It was always going to be from the outset, but it just didn't connect. Well, it's, the same, it's the same with this bloody game of enemies. Why are they here? Well, like, there's no... Yeah. The enemies, the combat in it is so dumb and pointless that it just becomes an additional irritance that you have to deal with whilst you're trying to figure out a fucking puzzle. Yeah. It would have been much better if it had just didn't... It didn't need them, but it's because they wanted this upgrade mechanic in there for weapons. They had to give a purpose for the... Yeah. For the weapons and stuff, so they have to then put these pointless enemies in. It's, I mean, it's uh, to be fair to it, I don't think it reviewed badly. Mm. Um, but from my perspective, if I have to use a guide to 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 get through the, the the large proportion of the rest of the game, and the puzzles aren't, you know, giving me any kind of hint, then you know, it's tricky to recommend it or to to put it's it. Tricky in. to recommend it. It's tricky to rec- to recognise it in your own gallery, your own exhibition. So yeah, I mean, mm. I think that's fair. Superland doesn't go into the gaming gallery. It'll be forever. Actually, not true. It won't be forever shunned because someone else could come along and say, "Oh no, you know, I played that and I'll, I'll dump it in my gallery." But it will never appear in Logan's wing of the gallery if you go and wander around. Superland will not rear its ugly well that's maybe a bit harsh it's little face it's little red world and blue king face anyway that will conclude this edition of idle game chat nothing more for us to say here other than thanks for your time and tada This was a Dimp Digital production.